Hello, welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan here in Victoria, B.C. For the next hour, you and I are going to discover some great jazz, including some on the fringes of the genre, sponsored by Peterborough Independent Podcasters. In this past August edition of Downbeat Magazine, the oldest jazz magazine still going, they printed the results of this year's critics' choices in 60 categories. I can't talk about them all. It would take me probably the whole year of weekly programs to do them all justice, but I can mention a few best-ofs about whom they also wrote feature articles. And listening to some of their music certainly facilitates my own discovery process. Let's start with their latest entry into the Jazz Hall of Fame. It ended up being the recently departed pianist, Jerry Allen, who died of cancer in 2017. She was considered a piano powerhouse who was very eclectic, able to play in any style, but always distinctive. The article in the magazine states, and I quote, her original investigations of rhythm were wildly inventive. And it cites two examples. And since they're short, I'll play them both. They're from one of her first albums called Open on All Sides in the Middle from 1986. One is The Dancer, recorded in 1986 with Steve Coleman and Alto Sax, and the tap dancer, Lloyd Story. The other is called Drummer Song. Here they are.
Since those are so short, let's hear more from Jerry Allen, experiencing what she could do with an old standard. This is Rogers and Hart's I Didn't Know What Time It Was, live from the Village Vanguard, 1990, with Charlie Hayden on bass and Paul Motion drums.
pianist Jerry Allen, the latest entry to Downbeat's Jazz Hall of Fame. That was with Charlie Hayden on bass and Paul Motion, sometimes pronounced Motien, on drums. I didn't know what time it was. Downbeat's critics poll ended up with something very unusual. The same person who won the category of Jazz Artist of the Year also won for the category of Beyond Album, which is a non-jazz album that jazz critics like. The winner of both, number one selection, was John Batiste and his Grammy Award-winning album called We Are. Here's the title track.
We are John Batiste, number one in both the jazz and the non-jazz best artist categories. Is that sort of like quantum physics? Another category is Jazz Album of the Year. The winner, and one that was on so many critics' best-of lists last year, is tenor saxophonist James Brandon Lewis and the Red Lily Quintet with Jessup Wagon. The album is a portrait of George Washington Carver, the 19th century African-American musician, painter, writer, and scientist. The seven compositions are based on his writings. The Jessup Wagon was a mobile classroom that allowed Carver to teach farmers and sharecroppers how to grow crops, such as sweet potatoes, peanuts, soybeans, and pecans. Lewis claims that his musical concept is what he terms molecular systematic music, which involves the application of insights gleaned from his study of genetic structures. He says it involves viewing music through molecular biology to recontextualize everything, and that gives him a fresh start with music. I have no idea what that means. But the article about him in Downbeat states that the music pays homage to the plants and practices that George Washington Carver cultivated and studied, as well as places where he worked and the communities he strove to uplift. Here is Seer, James Brandon Lewis and Red Lily Quartet. Thank you. 
not know what is meant by viewing music through molecular biology, but I sure like what I'm hearing. James Brandon Lewis with Red Lily Quartet. That's from the Jessup Wagon album. Next, born in Vancouver, raised in Calgary, pianist Chris Davis has been on the rising star list in downbeat polls for a few years, and this year she made it to number one on the very general piano category, meaning she's no longer a rising star, but a veteran. With 23 albums under her belt, she should be. Here's the title track from one from 2019, and it features the saxophones of J.D. Allen and Tony Malaby, and the voice of Cecil Taylor. Diatom Ribbons, Chris Davis. I was always rather a rebellious student. I decided that instead of playing all those scales, I would make my own scales. And I would make my own conceptions of, of the vertical, the horizontal, which is the linear. And, and in doing that, began the pleasure principle. Because if you, if you make your scales based on that which pleases your senses, so that it is not a question from that point of discipline. It becomes perhaps an expression of the joy of living. Because one of the things that the cab driver I got into was the fact that for me, music has saved my life. Because you also, it is something that no matter what kind of unfortunate uh, social situation that you might be in, or whatever kind of rage or frustration, that has always brought me back to understanding that there is another purpose of living is music. Once you get into that and all of a sudden you see it, it is, uh, you send out perhaps the vibrations of, of a joy, but it also makes your insides feel in a certain way.
for me, music has saved my life. Saved my life. So that you never play it the same way twice. Canadian pianist Chris Davis, ranked number one on this year's Downbeat Critics Poll in the Jazz Piano category. That's Daya Tom Ribbons with J.D. Allen and Tony Malaby on tenor sax, Chez Smith on vibes, Nels Klein and Mark Rebo on guitar, Trevor Dunn, electric bass, Val Gente, turntable, Terry Lynn Carrington drums, and of course, Chris Davis on piano. And uh, that's uh, Cecil Taylor's voice that was sampled for that particular track. One selection in the downbeat critics' poll that uh, fascinated me uh, because it was somebody, a group I had never heard of, was the Rising Star Large Ensemble category. And number one in that category, in fact, winner by a long shot, was the Ulysses Owens Jr. Big Band with the Chicago Jazz Philharmonic. The ensemble is led by a drummer. It includes Alexa Tarantino on alto sax, Diego Rivera, tenor, Gifton Jelen on trumpet, and Japanese pianist Takeshi Obayashi. Here's their interpretation of Neil Hefty's Girl Talk, Ulysses Owens Jr., Big Band.
Ulysses Owens Jr. Big Band featuring Gib Dingellon on trumpet. Girl Talk. One group that I've played a few times on, on these Discovering Jazz podcasts is an all-female ensemble known as Artemis. They've only put out one album, and that was in 2020, and then they disappeared as an ensemble. But I just noticed that they are now touring again starting this past September, and two of the leading members are Canadian. I do like to include Canadian musicians as much as possible on this podcast. Not only that, since this episode is about the top picks of jazz critics for this year, and even though Artemis as a group is only number eight in the jazz group category, most of the players are highly rated on the critics' poll. They are... Canadian pianist René Rosnes, who is considered the leader, Melissa Aldana, who is number one in the rising star tenor saxophone category, as well as the number one rising star jazz artist, and number five on the veteran saxophonist's chart. Then there's Canadian trumpeter Ingrid Jensen, who's number eight in the trumpet category, number one clarinetist Anat Cohen, and there's also Noriko Ueda from Japan on bass, Allison Miller drums, and on some of the tracks, number one female vocalist, Cecile McLaurin-Salvant. The tune I'd like to play is one written by and featuring Melissa Aldana, who I had the pleasure of seeing and hearing live at the 2019 Victoria Jazz Festival. Here is Frida, originally written for her suite, called Visions for Frida Kahlo and a tribute to this famous Mexican painter.
Artemis, featuring Melissa Aldana, her tribute to artist Frida Kahlo. One player in Artemis who I'm wanting to explore a bit more is the clarinetist, Anat Cohen, originally from Tel Aviv. She's number one in the clarinet category, way above all the others. Here she is from a live studio session in 2015 with Jason Lidner on piano and Fender Rhodes, Daniel Friedman drums, and Tal Masiach on bass. The tune is called In the Spirit of Baden. And you hear so many influences, jazz, classical, a bit of klezmer, some tango, and who knows what else. The Adat Cohen Quartet.
the Anat Cohen Quartet in the spirit of Baden. Downbeat Critics Poll also has a category for Best Historical Album, which often features discoveries of old recordings previously unissued. The winner here was John Coltrane, A Love Supreme, Live in Seattle, recorded in 1965 and not known to have even existed until 2015. The tape was found in the archives of the late Seattle sax player, educator, and activist, Joe Brazil. It was recorded at Seattle's Penthouse Jazz Club. I'm going to play the last track, part four, entitled Psalm, with all the original players, McCoy Tyner on piano, Jimmy Garrison bass, and Elvin Jones drums, as well as John Coltrane. You are listening to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sadman, and I will be back next week. Bye for now. <laughs> ¶¶ 